morning, everybody. It's great to be back in Nelson. I got born down on Weaker Street, 65 Weaker Street. That's a long time ago, 82 years ago. <laughs> so, do I need both of these? That'd be great. I don't know how. Can I hang this around my neck somehow? I really love coming to Nelson. It's just uh, a blast. You know, I see people, different people that I've uh, been to college with over the years and, uh, and uh, see how they're getting on. But I'm more interested in how the church is getting on now. And uh, I wasn't born again until I was 32 years of age. Uh, and uh, I was a policeman in those days. But I thought... I don't want to do this any longer now that I'm born again. I want to stop locking people up and I want to start preaching the gospel and set them free. And so it's a far better way. But I'm still locked in with uh, all the old guys of the, of the police. We have a lot of meetings and, uh, and dinners together and talk about things that are happening in, in the public arena. And uh, most of them have got a, a heart. Uh, to see that people really live a life properly. But uh, there's an anger in people today and there's a frustration in people today and there's a loss of hope in people today. And so there's, they come into one day and I hope that the, that this day is going to be a better day than the day before. And you can't live that way. You've got you to get born again and come into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is with power. And that power uprights you and, uh, and causes you to walk the right path and to say the right things and to love people rather than criticize people and pull people down. And so uh, it's, a, it's a good thing to uh, really be in the kingdom of God right now. Things out there are not really going the right way and that's in the nations of the world, but uh, there is a nation and that's God's nation of people are doing all right and they're going to be doing a whole lot better in the, in the time to come. And uh, while everybody else is sort of lagging behind and, and having hard times, the kingdom of God is going to spread the anointing and the presence of God and things are going to happen in the church. And so people will start looking at the church and say, wow, we should be a part of that. And that, that's not the building, it's you, yeah. us. Yeah. They want something to do with us, you know, the, the carrying something. And uh, so that's all important. <clears throat> so I thought, well, I better uh, do what the Lord's telling me to do here. So uh, Siri's not, she's not working with me this morning. <laughs> she keeps popping up on my, on my thing there, and I don't want her just at this stage anyway. So... Can I have something to stop this from sliding down? That would be really good. Yeah, that will be, that little book would be fine, yeah. Good man. There you go. All right. So, Father, we just really uh, thank you for who you are. And we thank you that, Father, everything is in your hand. And, Father, we want to really understand where we're at with you and to where you're at with us. And so out of that relationship, there will spring forth such a facet of seeing into the future, a seeing into tomorrow to really understand you're going ahead of us. And so we're following you, Father. And we just really don't want to lose sight of you at any one point of time. Amen. All right, so I'm just going to pick up on a, a few scriptures here, and, and uh, I want to talk to you about the anointing power. You know, there's uh, people, they love to be a Christian, you know, and I go to church, and, you know, I'm, I'm okay, and, you know, I might stay home today because I, you know, I just don't feel like going to church. Well, you don't go to church, you are the church. So where's the church? The church is at home. You know, it should be, they should be here and joined together and, and being one person and, uh, and come for the purpose that we get together. We don't come 
to sing songs. We, do. we can't, don't come to just be uh, a collective people in, in, an hour, in an hour and a half or so. We come because we want to be together to worship him. He is to be worshiped. And he's wanting his people to come on that one point and no other point beside it. Want to gather together with these people to worship him. And so that's the mainstay why, we'll, why we're here today. And so I think God is really starting to say this. I want you to see things and I want you to hear things. And you can't see things and hear things unless you wait on me. Unless you have a prayer life in your life, in your day. He says, I know that when you get on your knees or you sit down or you lie down and you start to talk with me, then I'm going to increase your ability to see into the realm of the spirit and I'm going to increase your ability to hear my voice. And so not many people understand the leading of the Holy Spirit or do they ever hear the voice of the Holy Spirit tugging at them or on them. Are you all here? Okay. You see, the, the missing essential in most lives now, as I'm, you know, we travel the world and go to churches all over the world, and, and most of them are having a really good time. And I, I always ask them the point, how long do you uh, have a prayer time? And so, oh, you know, I just fit in when I can. And so God says, no, there's got to be a daily factor. I want to meet with you every day of your life, and I want to lead you, and I want to govern you, and I want to show you, and I want you to really get the best out of life and the best out of relationships. And you're not going to get that if, if I'm not working in you and through you. See, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, if Christ is in us, where is our heart? Is our heart after things of the world or is our heart is after things outside of what the kingdom is talking about or, or we just want to do our thing when God is really wanting to penetrate our heart, our mind, our judgments and help us to really live the daily life that he gives us. I don't know about you, but, you know, I start looking back, uh, you know, I can look back 82 years now. And so I, I look back and I think when I was outside of Christ, I, I didn't want to have a thing to do with him. I didn't want to have a thing to do with the church. And I didn't want to, I, I just wanted to be the best, you know, and, and whatever I was. And I don't think I was much. But the one thing that came into my life was this little lady here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she, I married her when she was, 19, and I was 20. And so we, we've been married 61 years now. Mm -hmm. And who, who knows, uh, when you've got a wife, you've got somebody talking into your life. <laughs> I, sometimes I think when she says something, it's God. You know, okay. <laughs> I've got to get a bit here. And, and so, so... God is really wanting us to really have that relationship with him whereby we know his voice and that we can really depend on his help and his leading and his guiding and the ability to hear, not with the natural ear, but to hear with the heart. And if the heart begins to hear, it really helps us a lot. In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says this, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will... Now, this is what the pastor got up and, and said this morning. So I'm thinking, wow, we're, working, we're in tandem here. He's hearing, I'm hearing, you know, and so when two, it, it, that's amazing. So he says, it will come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken off your shoulder and the yoke will be taken off your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. 
So everything gets destroyed because of the anointing. Now you can't see the anointing, but the power of the anointing is in you. And if it's in you, why don't we call on it more often? Why don't we realize that, that we have a kingdom within us? And the word of God says the kingdom is with power. So if the kingdom inside of my heart is with power, then there's things I can do that I never thought I could do. There's places I could go where I never thought I'd ever go. And, and stuff starts to happen to you because God, when he speaks to you, you follow his voice and, the, and you take the leading and you hear him saying no or you hear him say, go ahead. And he knows how to talk to you and lead you and guide you in your purpose and for life. Because when you were born in your mother's womb, you came forth from that mother's womb and he put a purpose into you at that particular point in your life. And he birthed you to complete the purpose that you were born for. And we can't be full of the purpose unless, we're sort of, unless we are committed to him and walking with him, talking with him, loving him, worshiping him, and loving people. You know, people are the worst thing. And a lot of people's mind, oh, her, oh, him, oh, I wouldn't talk with him. And, you get, you, oh. and, and what happens, what happens right there is that the Holy Spirit gets grieved because in the Word of God, he says, love your enemies. Uh, if, you, if you're not loving your enemies, you're not going to get anything because you are putting the Word of God to one side. I'm not going to do that. Or so I don't know about you, but I want to be a doer, a doer of this Word here. And, you know, there's been a lot of things that go on in, in my life, you know, and so a lot of things hurt me, a lot of things dug deep, you know, and... And I didn't know how to handle them, but when I went to prayer and prayed, it just seemed to be lifting off me. And the one thing that I've really understood now is that I love any enemy. I don't, I'm not responsible for their lives. I'm not responsible for their actions. I'm not responsible for their wordings. And I'm certainly not going to let those words hurt me. I'm not going to let those words pull me down. See, like Pastor said this morning, whether somebody else, you know, carrying something heavy or something's been said or done and you're, you're sort of in a circle now and the Spirit of the Lord says, I'm going to break that today. I'm going to break it over your lives. Now, you may think, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I've tried. Or, yeah. No, no, no. No defeatist stuff. It's got to be that you know who you are where you're going, what you're going to be, and how you're going to live your life out. So uh, I love this uh, scripture. It, you know, it really denounces the ability of the enemy because, you know, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The NIV version says he will remove the yokes, plural. He will remove the yokes from your necks and they will be broken because you have become so strong. You have become so strong. Now, you may be sitting there, well, you know, I don't feel like I can break through or I don't think that, you know, I can make this happen. Hey, all things are possible. All things are possible. There is nothing impossible. And so, you know, I could tell you a whole lot of stories about that. I haven't got time to do those uh, telling the stories. Uh, <laughs> my wife could tell you a lot of stories too. But here we go. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, everybody say because. because. Here we go now. Because he has anointed me to tell the good news to the poor people he has sent me to announce the freedom for the prisoners. He has sent me to that the blind will see again. He wants me to free those who are beaten down. And he has sent me to announce the year when he will set 
all his people free. Now, today is going to be the day of freedom for some of you people. For some of you people that have been carrying something and you wish it wasn't happening and you, and you just really hope it goes away, well, I want to tell you the good news today is because God, out of the mouth of two, will do things. And you're going to walk out of this room today and whatever you are carrying, it's not going with you. It is off you. It stopped right now. Now, Julie will tell you, I never preach like this anywhere, but I am so excited on the inside here that there's some people that are going to start walking, you know, on, on air, as it were. And, you, and you're not going to be... That wasn't much of a service. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like... Uh, I think I'll go to another church down the road there, you know, because I'm not getting anything... Get out of here. You know, that thing is not going to go with you anywhere, anytime, anymore. When you walk out there, something's going to lift off your lives. And I tell you, if you're worried about something, it's going to lift. If you are determined to really see something, he will open your eyes to give you a real glimpse of hope for the future. And you are going to be totally different people. Now, I sense the new day that's coming on the church and the new day that's coming on the church that God can do all things well. And I think that what I'm hearing God say, he can give you that ability to do all things well. You say, oh, well, if you really knew that me, you know. No, I don't want to know that old person anymore. I want to see the new man come through. I want to see the... the, the person that's really born again and, and got a hope in the heart and for God to really get you to the place where you need to be. And he says in verse 19, he says, he says this, and he sent me to announce the year when he will set his people free. Let me tell you, this is the year that God is going to free his people up. This is where you're going to find a freedom in your life, freedom at home, freedom at work, freedom at school, wherever it is. It doesn't matter what people are putting on you or trying to press you down. You are just going to walk as though there's nothing wrong. You're going, because why? Because he's with you. And any yoke that tries to come on you, he's going to destroy it. Anything that's giving you pain will be lifted off you. The Spirit of the Lord says, I'm building a new church today. I'm, I'm breaking new ground for you. And I don't, I don't want you to try and break the ground. I'm going to break the ground for you. And they, you can walk in it. And you can talk in it. And you can sing in it. You can praise in it. You can do whatever you like. You're going to get freedom flowing in you. Man, when you sing songs now, it's going to be like there's about 150 people in the room. You know, it's, it's going to come out because the, the volume will just be upped, you know, in your life. I love it. And then he says this. It says in 1 John 4:17, in this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have the confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. Now, this, this is the inspired scripture that God has appended for us. I want you to emblaze it across your heart. 1 John 4, 17. This way, he says, in this way, Love is made complete among us so that we will have the confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. Now, I just, I just want to be a little bit gentle on you because God is gentle. And he says that I am going to work with you and you will see a myriad of things happening in your 
life that you've been wishing for but not asking him for. And he's going to apply his anointing to your lives and you will see things happening in your life that have not been happening for you. In other words, it's in miracle territory. And God is very good at that. I've seen the goodness of God. I've raised one person from the dead. I guess I could, I, you know, bring some more into it. it. You know, and there's stuff that God has done. I've got too many stories to tell you. But, but miracles, miracles, left, right, and center. And it's just exciting what God does. And it's all according to this word, which is inspired. And if you've got that inspiration on the inside of you, it's going to make all the difference to your life. Yes? All right. Now, we'll just uh, pull that together here. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it says, You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed. Everybody say oppressed. There's an oppression on our country. There's an oppression on our government. There's an oppression there. And that oppression is not from God. That is from the evil one. And God's church is going to be unleashed, not oppressed. And so healing all those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So God is with us. Now, I want to give you an, a, a definition, a definition of the anointing, because this is, I want to lay hands on every one of you today and impart something to you. And that, when it happens, you either walk in it, think about it, or walk away from it and think, oh, we'll see what happens. No, you, no faith is this. Things are imparted by the laying on of hands. That's the word of the Lord. And so I'm believing God to bring some change into your lives so that you, you are absolutely the pivotal point that God can really touch. And so the definition of the anointing is this. It's the divine enabling and the conscious awareness of the presence of God. So don't say, I, I can't work a miracle. I can't, or I don't like praying for people because I don't know how to pray for people. Well, are you going to get trained by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit has this uh, inner voice that can really talk to you and show you and lead you and guide you. And why shouldn't you understand when you're reading the word of the Lord, it's living in you. And because it's living, he's alive and you're alive and the, the two walking together just break things open and see things happen. And that's the exciting part about it. And so that definition has really hung on my life for a long time. Divine enabling and a conscious awareness of the presence of God. I love the presence of God more than anything. Oh, excuse me, darling. <laughs> you're, you're not a thing, but the, the scripture says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing, so... I don't know what a thing is, really. But, so I looked it up, and, uh, and the Greek for the word thing means living words. Oh, <laughs> so when Julie opens her mouth, it's living words. <laughs> and so he's, he's the one. And, here, and if we can encapsulate this right now in 1 John 2.20, it says, but you. Everybody say, but you. Come on, come on. But you, yeah, yeah get, get some impetus in there. But you, but you. Yeah, that's, that's good. It says here, but you have an anointing, an unction, an endowment from the Holy One, and you know all things. Now you say, well, I don't know all things. Excuse me, but he who 
created all things, made all things new, and he knows everything is in you. Now, if you have a relationship with him, he will open up those things to you. Sometimes when I'm praying, I, you know, the, relation, the relational factor uh, of his voice, and I, I was just sharing with the folks the other day about the fact that we've, Julie and I, experienced hearing the audible voice of God and when you hear an oil, when you hear a, a voice, and there's nobody here, it's a, it's a different thing. But you know that sound, so that when that voice talks to you next time, I hear that voice. But it's that quiet whisper in the spirit, in the heart. And so, I mean, we were really in a, a corner, and we were really. Uh, needing an answer from God. And, and so we'd been praying and praying together and believing that God would bring the change or open the door to the future for us and, and that we'd be uh, let go from what was holding on to us. And, and so I'm, we're just about to go to Bible college and I had a little job and so I was working in the woolling mills down in Kaipoi and... Uh, had a, uh, an oil can, and I'm oiling all the lathes as the, in the spinning of the wool. And I had this thing in my heart because when I went before, that day I said, oh God, Lord, please show us what you want us to do. And it wasn't about going to Bible school. It was just a, a helping hand and I'm, I'm boiling the lathes, and suddenly, John, and, and I look around, and I'm the only one in the room. I said, who's there? I said, John, John, I want to talk to you. And I'm, I think sometimes, you know, Christians do go nutty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah. But I, I sort of, I said, Who, who's there? I started looking behind the lathes and, and around, and, and then this voice came. It says, John, I, I want you to walk the way that you want to go. And he quoted a couple of scriptures and I'm, I'm standing there just, whoa, this is, this is something else. He said, well, look, he said, if, if you do what I'm saying, you've got to come out from among those people that you're with, and I'll be a father to you. At lunchtime, I just raced home, and I, I burst in the door, and I said, hey, darling, you know, I want to tell you something, and she said, well, before you tell me something, I wanted to tell you something. She said, I was upstairs making the bed, and, and so, somebody called to me and said, Julie, Julie, and, and she went over to the balcony, and who's there? And, and the same voice started talking to her and saying exactly what I had heard and she word for word told me what I <laughs> had been hearing and telling her. And, and we looked at each other and thought, oh my goodness. And now, both of us have heard that audible voice and so if there is sometimes in your life whereby it's an impossible thing to achieve or to break open or to go through and you've got a deeper relationship with, with Jesus, you are likely to maybe encounter hearing what he's saying audibly 
but definitely on the inside. So, you know, now I know that voice. When, when he speaks, I know that voice. And Julie's in the same boat. And so we have lots of good discussions. And it's an amazing thing. He said, oh, well, uh, you know, that's only a once-a. Well, things can happen. So we're struggling because uh, the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is a no-no here. Uh, But there's people out there that are baptized in the Holy Spirit and they're telling us that, you know, once you get baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, it gives you another language to talk with God, you know, in in your prayer time, and you don't know what you're saying, but he understands everything, and he can talk back to you, and suddenly, mm, there's there's another level in there. It's called the kingdom opening up to you. And, uh, and so, my goodness, it was just uh, such a, a thing. And so we thought, oh, man. So we were Baptists in those days. And I was only a new Baptist. And uh, so we rang one of the senior pastors in town, said, would you come out and teach us or tell us about the Holy Spirit and, and speaking in tongues or whatever, because everybody said, he, he's baptized in the Holy Spirit. He's, he's a renegade. I thought, how can you call a man of God a renegade? You know, so, well, some people don't believe it, but he did. And, and so I said, come out and have lunch with us. And so he came out, and he and his wife were sitting over the other side of the table there, and Julie had set the table and, uh, for five. And I said, you set the table for five? She said, oh, no matter. And I said, okay. And so we sat down, and we no sooner sat down, because we're going to have this discussion about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues or whatever, and, and there's a knock on the front door. So I said, well, excuse me. And I went to the front door, opened the door, and this young man in a suit and collar and tie looking at me, and I said, I said hi. And he said, you John Steele? I said, yes, I am. And he said, I've been sent to see you. I said, oh, well, well, listen, why don't you come in and have lunch with us? So he he comes in. He sits in the fifth chair. And and I introduced him to the Baptist minister and his wife. And so I I said to him, the reason why we called them here is that I don't know uh, who you are, literally, but uh, we wanted to we wanted to understand uh, speaking in tongues and and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He says, "I think I could help you there." And for the next half hour, he's just the whole four of us is in there. Go, Whoa! This this boy knows his stuff, you know. And anyway, he looks at his watch. He says, oh, "Listen, I better go now." He said. Uh, I got another visitation to make, and and I said, oh well, I'll, I'll walk you to the door. So I walked him to the door, and Ju- Julie came with me, and so he uh, went out the, our driveway. We lived on the main road, a long straight road, and there was a little red Volkswagen parked out the front there. So he walks out there and goes around to the Volkswagen and opens the door, and gives us a wave, and. I looked at Julie and, and, and I said, what did, you, what did you think of that? And, and we both looked around and the car's gone. I mean, you know what a Volkswagen when it starts up. <laughs> and and it's it just gone. And it's not going up the road and it's not going down the road. I was like, you know what's happened to us? We just had a visitation here, you know. Now, now, you know, and a lot of these things, you know, you never know what's going to happen in your walk with God if you're hungry, thirsty, wanting to know and deeper relationship with God. It's not about what you know up here. It's what's about going on down here. 
And if everything down here is okay, you've got a right heart and you've got a right desire, dream, aspiration, hope, and a future, whatever it is, I'll tell you, something will happen that will give you answers. And maybe it'll be a visit. Maybe it'll be you start to hear this voice within. You understand that the Holy Spirit is not out there somewhere. He is everywhere. And he's in your heart. So if he's in my heart, why isn't he talking to me? It's because I'm not talking to him. That's why. And so you get to the place where you have your time with God and you are saying what you really want to say from the heart, not from here. And, and you just step back and you feel like, wow, I just know he's heard that. And I'm just going to have expectation now. Faith is going to rise that this is the, what we've been talking about is going to open up. It's going to happen. It's going to be a special time. You know, I don't know when it'll uh, come to pass, but I know it'll come to pass. Are you all all right out there? You know, I'm, I'm just opening up a little bit. But I tell you, I'm in my 50th year working, uh, you're walking with God, and so... There's a lot of things have happened, but there's some more things that have really been happening more recently. And I tell you, and so I, I, I looked at this word anointing again because I want to get this really down deep on the inside. Uh, it, it's complete when it comes and utilizes the word unction. You, if, if you're going to function, you need the unction. I am a Christian. Really? You know, no, no, I, I, know, I know, I can look at the countenance, I know immediately where you're at. Because the, the witness of the Spirit always witnesses truth. And you see, so the anointing works in two things, what you see and what you hear. And so I look at somebody and I can feel things going on inside, I can see things going on inside. And it's, it's just not a gift or anything. It's just perception. And it's on the basis of he and I have a relationship and he's talking. So when it comes to the real anointing factor, it's unction and it's got a function. And so it comes from that word charisma. Charisma, which means a specific endowment, a specific anointing, a specific endowment. It's like putting a garment on. It's like Clark Kent, you know? You're into the phone box and he's out. Suddenly, it's changed. And so, it's the charism of the Holy Spirit. And he says this, and you no, and it's, it comes from a Greek word, gnosko, which means to know by experience. And so God is going to give you experiences, and you'll know whether it's God or whether it's the devil or whether it's somebody trying to push you aside or your own mind that's really trapped you or the weight and the pressure that's on you is not causing you to think right and to feel right and to make the right decision. And so you're all messed up on the inside. I think the worst spirit of the Lord was saying this morning, those things are going to be broken today. Yeah. And so it means to be aware of, behold, perceive, to be sure, to be understanding. And the emphasis says in the Greek, it says to gaze with wide open eyes. Now, my eyes see a lot, you know, they trained us as policemen, you know. Yep. I know what he is. <laughs> but this is another level, you know. It's, it's you look at something and, and an inner voice starts to really give you some insight. So you have insight. And then you, it says the emphasis on it is that you've got to gaze with wide open eyes. That's, that's the Greek for it. And it literally says this, to stare at. Sometimes 
I look at something and I keep looking at it and finally it drops in to nothing. Nothing can weigh you down. I know what's putting you down. And so, and then he says, and this, this comes from the Greek background, you need to attend to it. Which means he's built you up into a place where you have the ability to break that thing yourself. It means that you are in control, not the enemy or not the objective or not the happening. You have the answer and you can walk away from it or walk into it and break it up. And so, yeah, wonderful Jesus. He does all things well. And then I, I, I struck this, this scripture in Genesis 24, verse 1. It says, and Abraham was old. Everybody say old. But I don't, I, I'm, I'm 82 years young. I'm not saying old. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm getting older, so I can't. No, the moment you start talking to yourself that way, you're going to be talking to yourself. You want, if, if, if there's something that's on you, then we need to break it. And to that mindset needs to, no, God can heal me. God can lead me. God can guide me. God can strengthen me by all means because it says he can strengthen you by all might, by the spirit in your inner person. That's this written scripture. And so I allow that to happen. Sometimes something tries to get on me. I just stand and I say, Lord, here it comes again. You know, and he knows exactly uh, what's happening. And so it lifts off because I know he's working by all might, by his spirit in my inner person. And so he says in Genesis 24, 1, Abraham was old and stricken with age and the Lord said, I will bless you, Abraham, in all things. All things, not just some things. Church, when the church really gets a hold of it, the church, as it's a worshiping church, it's a church that really understands that we stand for righteousness. He will start to bring all things together for you. Now, you may be a small congregation at this moment, but I'll tell you what. He will add to those who carry what he's talking about. And, and here it is. No man comes to God unless the Spirit of God draws. Now, now if you're going to be a church on fire, you've got to have the Spirit of God in you to a place where the Spirit of God draws people. It's not about going out and saying, hello, would you like to come to church? No, no, no. You, you might talk to your neighbor, but the Spirit of the Lord that's flown out of your life is starting to change them starting to touch them, starting to really hunt them down. And, and if they do, there's something wrong in their life, say, can I pray for you? And the Spirit of the Lord's talking in every word you're speaking. And, and say, I listen to people when they talk because I want to see what spirit they're of. Your, your words give you away. See, God is the living word. In the beginning was the word. And he's always the word. And you can't see him. But he's embodied in his word. If you speak his word, his spirit is in the word. And when I listen to you talk, I know what spirit you're of because your spirit is in your words. Yeah, all right. So I can't see anything. I can't hear anything. So it's, it's, I tell you, when the church really gets going, they're going to do some stuff in these last days. It's going to be amazing. So 
in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21, and I'll tail it up. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. And in verse 22, whether Paul, whether Apollos, Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. Like the, the, the kingdom of God is within you. What else do we need? It's, it's amazing. And the, let me finish up with this in 1 Corinthians 2.9. Can somebody put it on the coffee? No. (laughs) That's the natural man, you know. So he says, just as it is written, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, which has not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. God wants to prepare things for you because you love him. It's, it's so simple. And then he says, For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For whom among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is of God, so that God, so that we might know the things freely given to us by God. And then he adds this, which things we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those that are taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But the natural man does not accept the hidden things of the Spirit for their foolishness to him. Hey, look, I'm not living a foolish life and and honoring a foolish God. I'm, I'm... is the God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the living Son of God, and the Holy Spirit, the three in one. It's just an amazing thing. When you really live for Him and everything, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. I don't let anything in the day bother because I know He has the answer to everything. It's just an amazing Amazing thing. There's that word here. Here's the punchline for you, and I'll finish up here. Ephesians 5, verse 1 says, Be imitators of God. That's why some of us look crazy or do crazy things, you know, because as far as the world is concerned. But hey, we look crazy. We just know what we're doing, and it's the best way to get it done. And so, to be imitators of God. But here is the here's the the thing that really is the crunch line. Only kings get this anointing. Only priests get these anointings. Only prophets get these anointings. But you see, kingship is in you. Somebody, person, 
somebody will say to you, what's with you? What's happened to you? Well, we're still human. Still human. Some things do hurt. We lost our son six months ago. That's not supposed to happen. Some things are beyond your thinking. He was such a a godly young man. I think he was... God says, come on up with me. So, Father... Jesus' name. And everybody said,